0: Hi, welcome to another episode of I Own a Business, where we focus on helping practice owners grow the practice of their dreams. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Vargo, and I have with me Chris Godey, who is one of our keynote speakers for our upcoming IDOT Connection, which runs February 16th through the 19th in Orlando. And Chris is also Vice President of Client Success for the John Maxwell Company, And if you're in a leadership position and you're not familiar with John Maxwell, you probably should be Uh, at the connection. Chris will lecture on the foundational principles from John Maxwell's bestseller, the five levels of leadership. So hello, Chris, Steve, it is
1: good to be with you. Thanks for um, having me. And I'm looking forward to not only just today connecting on this podcast, but then being with everybody. I think we talked a little bit about, I think my date is the 18th, so I'm looking forward to. Spending a day or two down there with those that will be in the room. So looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be great. And I, this is a very important topic that yeah. a lot of, as we were talking before we hit record here, a lot of uh, practice owners, it's really any small business owner can struggle with that topic of leadership. And I think what happens is a lot of leaders get stuck at a certain level is which what we're going to talk about these five different levels. So what I'd like you to do is take us through these five levels so people yeah. can understand what these levels are, but also how they could move on to the to the next level if they want to develop their leadership. Before we break those down, I, I wanted to ask you a simple question. Yeah. What does leadership mean to you?
1: Well, I've I've grown up in the John Maxwell School of Leadership. I give you a little background. I have been with John on and off for about 24 years. And so I have consumed uh, through osmosis, through studying, through just being with him, being around him and being in meetings, his definition of leadership. And here at Maxwell Leadership is John's definition, and that is influence. And so it's funny because you talked a little bit about, hey, it's so important for us that are leading practices, that are leading people, that for, for that matter, maybe even serving the community, which would a lot of practices would be is really talking about what is your influence. And you don't have to have a title, you don't have to have a tenure, you don't have to be in business for so many years. It is really truly about influence. And one of the things that we have people that have to really get over as they learn more about it is that everyone has influence. And if that's true, which we believe it is, then everyone has leadership, not only capability, but but responsibilities. And so that's our definition of it. I'll talk a little bit more as we kind of unpack this and you kind of lead us through this conversation. But I, I do want to address one other thing you said. It is amazing to me. We we work with organizations around the world, all different sizes, all different industries, where there are people. And this goes for our organization. I believe I work for the number one leadership expert in the world here at Maxwell Leadership. And because we have people, uh, we have issues. And maybe some of those that are listening right now are going, man, amen, it's not just me, right? Like, and so we have to really truly understand how to lead people. Everyone deserves to be led well. And what's fascinating is you and I were talking to where maybe you are a doctor and you're like, you know what? I haven't done enough to prepare myself to lead. I, I, yeah, I'm great at my skill set. Well, it's not just you. One of the things I see around the world uh, with all the people that we have the privilege of working with is the percentage is so high of people that get promoted into leadership management positions and have never been developed to do that have never prepared themselves so hopefully what we talk a little bit about today and then further again on the 18th we'll just give you a little bit of a glimpse of some some things you can work on as you think about the fact that everyone deserves to be led well how do we go about doing that
0: yeah and i think influence like you said that is the key word and i I think you'll see as people listening to this how influence increases as we go through these five levels. And it's interesting because I see that a lot. You mentioned how many people are promoted into leadership roles that have no real training or experience in in that area. And I think you've seen it too. It's possible to promote somebody right into incompetence, right? (laughs) Ah, That's good. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So
1: Because real quick, what happens is, to your point, what do we do? We look for the best individual contributor we have on our team or, or maybe to your point, just a warm body. And we go, we need you to lead this or man, you're killing it as an individual contributor. Now I want you to lead this group of people. And I love your statement. It's so true. We, we, we probably set them up for failure to some extent, because we're promoting them to incompetence
0: that does not serve them or the practice. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, tenure becomes a lot of times the driver for promoting somebody into a leadership position, just because they've been at that position for X number of years. But again, that doesn't what they're doing now, very likely requires a different skill set than as you'll see what they would need to bring to the table in terms of leadership. So with that said, let's jump in to the these five levels. We'll, We'll start with level one, which is the the position level. And it's people at this level, follow you because they have to, you, you have the title, you have the authority. And as I heard John Maxwell say, it's a great place to start, but it's a terrible place to finish. And I worry with a lot of leaders that I've spoke to that a lot of them get stuck right here where what you end up with, right. Is people will do just enough to not get fired, but that to me doesn't sound like very good leadership. So please. Explain. No. Yeah, not at all.
1: And what I love about what you said a little bit earlier is the fact that, Hey, Hey, We need to help equip equip people to understand what leadership is. And as our listeners um, are are kind of listening to this podcast, what I want you to keep in mind as Steve and I go through this, these are really levels of influence. As Steve and I were talking about just a minute ago, maybe remove the word leadership if it's causing a block for you. But this is really about levels of influence. And as we begin at level one, there is something I want to set as a foundation, and that is this, level one. And when we get to level five, you'll understand this. Those two levels are given to you. All of the work as leaders and people to increase our influence will be done at levels two, three, and four. And we'll unpack that in just a minute. But if level one is given to you, man, what an opportunity, right? An organization thought enough to give you a job. Maybe they thought enough to give you a promotion. And now you're in this manager, this leadership role, and people are following you for one reason, to your point, Steve, because they have to, because it says, Steve on your name tag, and it says office manager. It says whatever it says right there. And now people go, well, I need to follow Steve because if I don't, I might not have a job and 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 I need this job. And so while it's a great place to start to, to what John said, you, we don't want to stay there. Now, the good news about there's a lot of best behaviors at level one. One of them is, man, this is opportunities for you to mold and shape your leadership, mold and shape the position that you're in to really impact people and really influence people. There's also a lot of negatives that come with that. And that is what we call maybe a command and control where you got people that get out of bed in the morning and they're like, Oh man, if I have to, uh, one more day, if I got to be under Chris's leadership, it is going to drain me, but they stay, but they stay for the paycheck. They stay because they have to, and they're following Chris because they have to versus at level two, which we'll go to in just a minute, which is a completely different story. So there are good sides and and then opportunities for growth on on each level. But at level one, and what breaks my heart, and I'll throw it back to you, Steve, what breaks my heart is all the work that we do around the world. And this is a true statement. No matter the size of the organization, no matter how many years people have been leading, I would say almost 70% of leaders lead from a level one
0: influence. I've certainly, and that's why I mentioned before that I, I fear a lot of people get stuck there and, yeah. you know, a, a big transition is, as you already alluded to was moving from level one to level two. And even, even at minimum, if that's all you could do that's is it. moving from that level of people doing something or following you because they have to, to moving to a position of of following you because they want to, a, a friend of mine who runs a, a he operates a pretty successful business. And he says, I've worked really hard to become a better leader. And one of the things that I strive to be is he goes, I want to put my employees in a position where they, they're not going to want to let me down hmm. because they're doing it because they want to. And, but yeah. it's, you know, it's oh, reciprocated man. as well. So can you expand on that level two is the permission level where people give you permission to lead them? Because again, because they want to, not because they have to, where you're most likely going to get more energy out of people, but there's some downsides at this level as well. Yeah. So you think about this, and remember, uh, this is
1: something about influence, this is something that you're working one-on-one with people, your influence level with each other, and so while you start at level one, we'd love to see people quickly move to level two, and to your point, and, and a great example of the business leader you're just talking about, you want you want to add value, and you want to lead people, you want to build relationships with people. Let me stop right there for just a second. We use the word relationships under this permission to lead me and because I want to follow you. It's really about connecting with them. You don't need to necessarily build a a buddy buddy relationship. We're not talking about being best friends. We're not talking about going out to dinner. You know, we're talking about how do you connect with them so they want to be there? Adversity connects, projects connect. Man, some when you're working through problems, they connect you. There's lots of things that can connect you when you let people in. And they'll begin to give you permission to lead. One of the things I just want to quickly talk about here, and and we'll really dig into this a little bit further uh, on the 18th when I have an opportunity to be with everybody, is how do you build that connection? How do you better understand how to connect and lead individuals? And I think with this right here is a great phrase that I like. I think all leaders would love to have what I call discretionary effort from their team members. What does that mean? That means that when they're not with you, when they're not working, they're thinking about your business. They're thinking about your people. They're thinking, how do I set up better systems and processes? And what does the culture feel like? I call that discretionary effort to where it is above and beyond uh, when it comes to what they would normally do in their day job.
0: Yeah. And I'll, I'll point out as well. Hopefully anyone listening to this is starting to see the the maybe broader side of the question how do i motivate people because a lot of times mm-hmm. that conversation is becomes about money like do i give them a bonus what kind of incentive and and money can be an incentive but it's also oftentimes can be disappointing in terms of motivating people yeah. to perform at a higher level so again as we continue to go through this seeing that what leadership principles could be put in place beyond money beyond just trying to throw money at the problem so with that, let's jump into level three, which is the production level. People follow you because of what you've done. And, and perhaps this is the point you could look at your team and say, been there, done that, that you have credibility because you've gotten the results that you're asking others to achieve as well.
1: Yeah. I, at this level, I'm a huge sports guy. I think about a sports analogy right away. I go, man, I, I want to be in the winning locker room, not the losing locker room, right? Like there's a lot of excuses that come out of the losing locker room versus the winning locker room. Now, what does that look like? That comes from a, from a leader, someone that you would follow and go, man, I would, I would follow, I would follow her because like they are killing it in their department. And one of the things I like to add to this level is people begin to follow you at level three, or you have level three influence with them because not only you're producing, but you're also in and through your team producing. And so, you know, Steve, like, let's say you were on a team inside a, an organization, and you guys were just hitting hitting your KPIs and you're killing it, you're connecting with people, um, and no matter what your KPIs are, our team would be like, man, I want to follow Steve because, man, his, he's done it before, he's doing it, his team has a lot of momentum. is a great word to talk about as leaders. How do we create small wins to get momentum? But when you do that and you can be productive, uh, you can increase your production, you can hit your KPIs, There are people that go, man, okay, level two. I see Steve connecting with his people. They want to be with them. Now they're over there killing it. They're winning together. Man, I want to be a part of what that leader is a part of. And so you think about this, it's something that all of us look for when we're on teams and when we're in organizations. And so think about this level three influences when you're producing for the organization, people will be aware, they will notice. And it will increase your influence inside that organization.
0: The next level is one of the more challenging ones. It's the people (laughs) development level. Now, there's been a lot of scenarios talking with other doctors where a, a common complaint comes up and it's around an employee that's not performing at the level that they would like them to. Now, sometimes that's there's you know reasons for that 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 need to be addressed, as is usually the case. But I'll a lot of times ask a follow up question. I'll say, "How much training has that yeah. employee had?" And, and sometimes the answer is none, or I don't know, because I I don't I don't handle the the training on on that side. But even when you are investing into the development of your people, it can still be be challenging. So at this level people follow you because of what you've done for them. So, but it's hard. It's hard to develop people. Go ahead and expand on that.
1: Yeah. When you think about this and you mentioned just a little bit ago about a motivator of compensation. It's interesting. If you begin to look there, compensation has almost dropped two or three uh, points on why people choose organizations to be a part of. Now it's still important. Don't get me wrong. But what's interesting is what's moved up above it in a lot of research that I've looked at is that people go, man, I want to know the missional and the purpose behind the organization. I want to be part of something that, man, together we can impact people greater than if I tried to do it myself. Like, I want to be a part of that. The second thing that comes up on this, a lot of surveys and data that I'm seeing is what are they doing to develop me individually, but also for my career? What does the development plan look like? And so when you begin to see what's becoming important to those that are going to be on our team, you go, "Man, I've got to figure out how do I increase my influence to to have level 4 influence with people where I am developing them personally and and professionally." And while it is hard because we all go, "Hey, I don't have time for another thing on my calendar." Right? Like how am I going to go about doing this? There are creative ways that we can set up, we like to call them intentional leadership development plans. There are There are creative ways to where as leaders, things we're already doing, our team could be a part of, and you can be intentional and you can really begin to have conversations to understand what does matter to them and how do I go about helping develop them to achieve what really matters to them. When you have that mindset, you'll find the right way and the right time to go about it and your influence will increase to level four influence with those
0: people when you focus on developing them. Well, I find too that a lot of people who say I don't have time to develop my people are the reason they don't have time is because they're dealing with a lot of the problems from not developing their people. That's so good. That's so good. You know, you probably heard the phrase before. The um, uh, what if I spend all this time training my these or this individual and then they leave, and then you know the common retort is, well, what if you spend, what if you don't spend that time developing that individual and they stay? No doubt, I I think that's a position a lot are in. The, no no doubt. Uh,
1: and I would hedge my bets on adding value, developing, having a missional purpose for our team members and, and, and repeat that often versus, to your point, not doing it. And then they stay because then guess what? To your point, the leader continues to be busy and overwhelmed uh, with tasks uh, that they should not be handling because they haven't had the opportunity to increase their influence and develop people.
0: So that brings us to level five, the pinnacle level. And Chris, I'll admit, this is the one I probably understand the least. What does this look like? And yeah. can anyone get to this level? Because yeah. as I look at the way it was described, people will follow you because of who you are and what you represent. And John Maxwell, a couple words he uses to define this role is respect. And what he says is moral authority. So yeah. is this reserved for a select few um chosen ones or is this something that that most people can can uh, can aspire to
1: yeah i I believe that people can aspire to do this and and get there let me let me tell you why i think all of us have people that we look at in our life from where we are now to where we've come from and we go man there are some people in my life that right now matter of fact steve if someone text me or call me right now that was a had level five influence with me I'd say hey Steve we got to push pause on this real quick I got to take this call because that leader means that much to me now remember what I said in the beginning level one and level five is given to you right so level one is given to you by the organization level five is given to you by the people that you have led over time and you've done it so well That they look at you and they that moral authority comes in. They give you the ultimate respect as a leader. And how we go about doing that as leaders is that we do levels two, three, and four on a continual basis with those individuals. And by the way, consistency compounds. So over time, all of that's gonna compound, and people are gonna go, man, Steve, he really I remember, I remember when we did this, I remember when he helped me with that. I remember when we won this, like. Man, he is a, he has level five influence with me. A lot of people look at this and they say, oh, is this to your point? Is this just a public figure? I think John in his book talks about a couple of different people. Coach John Wooden, the great UCLA basketball coach is a level five leader to certain people. Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King. But each of us have our own personal level five leaders in our life that have that level of influence with us. And so, yes, it is attainable, and I would challenge leaders. and And when I say leaders, and we talk about leadership being influence, all of us should aspire to
0: get to that point when it comes to leading people. I've seen a lot of what I guess what I would consider leadership voids in business. and the the outcome of that started to become fairly obvious. when i started when I took on this role of consulting and started talking with different practices and hearing about all these problems, it it didn't occurred to me right away what the main source of the problem was. I would hear about that we're not growing or we tried to implement some new service and then it just, it, it just died. We didn't see it through or there's staff conflict or employees are arguing over who's supposed to be doing what. And I came to realize so often that there was nobody in charge, that there was nobody really driving, you know, setting clear expectations for people. Uh, leading the team, yeah, holding people accountable, and and all the thing involving people, all the things you need to do to be an effective leader. So it started to become fairly obvious to me. A lot of times when I would hear about all these problems, I would start to question um, what the management situation or the leadership situation looked like, and f- pretty consistently draw uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> you draw connect the dots there between yeah. the leadership and a lot of other things going on in the practice. As, as business owners, and, and I think
1: what you're saying is so true, uh, or maybe maybe it's an office manager, whatever it might be. Maybe it's even a team member. I like to talk about the fact that when there is a, when there's a gap, I love the word gap that you just talked about, between what their expectations are and what reality is, we call that the disappointment gap. And so the, 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 the practice owner, the office manager, they're disappointed. The team members disappointed, and so it's the responsibility of the leaders. To your point, to close that gap. So what does that look like? Well, I don't understand necessarily what it looks like in everybody's practice or everybody's team. It looks different to your point, but we got to bring awareness to that in order for us to run a more efficient, more successful uh, organization. And and it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. Um, but man, it's so worth it when you begin to invest in and develop other people and to increase your influence with them. It, the it, I believe it's the le- it's the leader's greatest return. And I'm not talking about a financial return on investment.
0: I'm talking about the return of adding value to your people. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, well, thanks so much, Chris. I, I think Absolutely. this will be really looking forward to um, hearing you expand on this in yeah. in the upcoming uh, keynote that. Connection on, on February 18th, as you mentioned before. Uh, Chris, where can people find out more about you and, and maybe learn more about this topic?
1: Yeah, so if you'll go to maxwellleadership.com, that is our enterprise's website. And in there, you can find a couple of different things that I'd love to share with you. Number one, there's a tab that says transform your organization. If you'll click on that tab, it'll tell you about how we develop teams and how we coach people, how we lead con- you know, different conversations with leaders. The other thing is, I would encourage you, um, there's a couple of great podcasts in addition to this one, right? The, we have the Maxwell Leadership Podcast where uh, John is on there, and then myself and our CEO do some some growth work around there for individuals. But then we also have an executive leadership podcast. Just like you, we try to keep it short. We know people's time is, is a commodity to them. And we just really talk about how do you live out these five levels of leadership in the organization, I think it'd be a great place. And you can find those podcasts on
0: that website as well. Perfect. Well, thanks so much, Chris. Uh, appreciate your time and, and all the, the work you're doing. And uh, we'll close out there. If, if anyone listening Love would it. like more information about IDOC and how we work with ODs to help them grow their practice, you can find out more at IDOC.net. And thanks again to Chris and thanks everyone for listening.